And welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Every single hour this morning on the program, you'll have an opportunity to put $1,000 in your pocket. Also, Kenny Wayne Shepherd's playing November 2nd, Canton Palace Theater. We're going to get you hooked up with tickets to see that. We also have a pair of tickets for Hollow Weekends at Cedar Point. Be able to take you and one other person with you. Cedar Point do that whole Hollow Weekends thing. I think... Uh, I think the girl and I are actually doing that. I think we're going to go do that. She's like, oh my God, roller coasters and like Halloween and like we should do it. Halloween weekends is awesome. Make no question about it. The thing that always I'm always like, dude, it's going to be cold out there, man. It's October. Like the lake's going to be hitting on you. It's going to be freezing. I Bundle just, up. I'm more than the cold. I just worry that it's like the idea of roller coasters is still amazing. But the right. reality of actually riding them is like long past me. When was the last time you were on one? All right, so I rode last Christmas. I was out in Vegas, and my niece made me go on something on the strip okay. that was like a ride related, and I did. I had to like bite my lip the entire time to like tough through it. And then years before that, it was I was at Cedar Point with friends. Now here's the thing with me: in line, I'm a baby. Like I don't want to do it. Right. I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god, right. oh god. But I'm trying to pretend like I got it. Like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And then all the way up that first hill. I'm the biggest baby you've ever sat next to in your entire life. Like, eyes closed, like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Why did I do this? I hate all of you. And then once we get down, once I start going down that first hill, then I lo- then I absolutely love it, and I'm no longer afraid. Yeah, once that, like, once that bottom drops out, once yes. you get over that first hill, like, good. then, you know, now do you, okay, so you you go, you start at the Magnum, which, you know, is still a respectable roller coaster, but not Had to walk down that, by the way. Not necess- I got stuck on the Magnum, had to walk down the steps. So once you do the first one, are you good the rest of the day, or when you get back in line, Every it ride. automatically turns back in, like, oh, Every son ride. Of a bitch, dude. Stands Every ride. rock and roll Express in, they're ready to go on the tilt a world. He can't do it. Matterhorn just, just can't do it. in a puddle of my own urine. Just like, what am I doing here? I uh, no, because here's the thing: it's my own mortality comes into it, and I'm an egomaniac. So I'm convinced that I will get. St- so here's the thing: at separate different times, I got stuck on the Gemini, had mm-hmm. to walk down the hill on that. Mm-hmm. Got stuck in the Magnum, had to walk down the hill on that. I told him to come get the cherry pick to come get. It. It's like, dude, I'm <laughs> not walking. It. I'm not walking on the not steps. Doing it. Because I'm all right with heights as long as I'm not like uh, on my own like device. Like, because right. I'm pretty clumsy. Like, so I don't want to be walking around on roofs and things like that. But the older I, I remember, I took my dude. My old man took me to Cedar Point once, and we rode the Demon Drop, which I don't even think is there anymore. And I remember he was crying like a bitch in line. I was like, "Dad, be a man. What's the matter with you?" And I remember him saying to me, "You'll learn one day." And sure enough, it wasn't even that long ago. I went and I was like, "Oh my god, what am I doing here? This is long past me." I'm a little bit surprised because at that point, your father probably felt like, "Yo, I've got something to live for. I've got kids. I've got a wife. I've got these things." I, you have so many times said, "I don't care if I don't live past C50. Who cares? Whatever. I, I'm not trying to live for." Forever. I don't want it to be in a burning steel <laughs> cage. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, a dude softly in my sleep. Why don't I? mean, I've lived a halfway decent life. I've been good to other people. Why do I got to be tangled up in a, like, in that kind of mess? So, you know, you go, I guess. <laughs> All right. Let me just tell you how that happened right there. We just discussed this the other morning on the program, actually, and it happened to me just this morning on my way into work. I did something we should not do. What's that? We talked about this the other day, where scientists have now figured out that driving while being extremely tired is the same thing as driving while being drunk. They figured it out. And I got to tell you, on the way here, I kind of proved it. So I went home yesterday, and I haven't been sleeping right over the last few days. 
And I went home yesterday. I slept all afternoon, but then I didn't sleep at all last night. Okay. So I woke up around Ugh. 7 o'clock last night, and I haven't been back to bed. Oh, jeez. That's rough. Yeah, it's brutal, right? So I woke up at 7, 7 p.m. last night, haven't been back to bed. So on my way into work this morning, I'm like left to center, and I'm like laughing at stuff that I'm like listening to on my streaming services. Thing. I'm just like, exactly. I had no idea. Wasn't paying a lick of attention driving into work this morning. Not a lick. And I was like, we were just talking about this, and this is extremely dangerous. What the hell am I doing? I guess, uh, what are people supposed to do, though? I mean, if you're taking yourself off the road every time you're tired, nobody's ever out on the road. You exactly know what I mean? Right. Like, America screeches to a halt, my oh, friend. Dude, put somebody out there with three kids. You know, I so so yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll take your point there, but it's like, dude, you got to get your ass to work, man. I uh, no, it, it is no, that's true. I don't because I don't know what they're gonna do. I saw this Uber. thing. Yeah, well, I saw this thing yesterday. I guess they're gonna start production on it, and we should see it. They say by twenty twenty, where what you'll do is now they're gonna start in Denver. But what they're, I guess, what they're gonna do. This is a little Elon Muskish. He okay. was doing. He was talking about this with the tunnels. You're going to drive your car onto like this, like, I don't know, contraption. It'll lock on the front and the rear end of your car, and it's like a hyperloop, and you'll do 220 <sighs> miles per hour. Like they it. say you'll be able to get from like downtown Denver near their airports to like the suburbs in nine minutes. Wow. They say normally it's 50 minutes to get to some of those suburbs because of the traffic. Nine minutes, they say you'll, they'll get you home from the airport. It's inevitable. I mean, the days of the self-driving car, whether Basically, they're on Hyperloop or whatever, it's happening. Turning every other city in America into Canton, Ohio, where you can get everywhere <laughs> you need to get in nine minutes. But I look forward to that. Because I think that's the answer. Now, I hate the idea of driverless cars. I hate it. There's something about pedal down, windows down, music turned up loud that I love, that I feel like is woven into the American fabric for me. Right. I just do. But with the rise of cell phones and opiate addiction, I got to tell you, dude, bring us the hyper sleds that I drive on. I'm, I mean, I'm ready. Two, 200 miles an hour, I'm good. Except for, dude... The last thing we need is people getting to work faster. Like, dude, as soon as they can figure out how to teleport, we're out of a job for sure. Like, traffic jams is the only thing that keeps us just in keep here. Just keep it right, 106.9, me, you, and Pat Butthole up in the just, shop. Just honestly, it it's going to be like the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where we're going to be tripping refs to extend the games. I'm just going to be out there turning semis over on myself, like by myself, to, to keep you people in your cars. That's why I fight against that kind of stuff. I need car accidents. Are you kidding me? I need the good old car BQ on the side of the 77, whatever those traffic douches are always saying. Oh, my God, flames on car BQ. Every hour on the program, you're shot at $1,000, and again, 7.30 will hook you up with those Kenny Wayne tickets, but your first shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword money. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Pass out these uh, Kenny Wayne Shepard tickets, 7.30. Also coming up, 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday. Yeah. Brought to you by the Hard Rock there. Yeah. You're getting new 21 Pilots, new Willie Nelson, new Event Sevenfold, all part of that. Local artist, if you want to be uh, featured on New Tour Tuesday, send me your stuff. SansburyWRQK.com. Did get into a conversation yesterday on social media with uh, one local band member here in Kenton, Ohio, who will never be on the air ever. Okay. Right. No, no, no. He oh. made an enemy yesterday. Unfortunately, it's one of the guys that's on uh, Buzzman Mike's record label, but that's never going to happen. Such is life. Yeah. No, no, no. He went out of his way and... He got blacklisted forever. 
I'll play. I swear to God, dude, I will play a guy off the street corner in Fulton with an accordion in his hand. I will, dude. I will. I I, I will promote every local band in this town just to make sure they all succeed more than that douche. Yeah, accordion, dude. Come on, send your stuff in. What are you Volstein, where's it at? Give me the stuff. <laughs> so nine o'clock, new turn Tuesday. You said something to me during the break that I think might be crazy. Okay. We were talking. I think was it a week or two ago, maybe. Yeah. We did like our Mount Rushmore rock singers. And there we are at the tail end of I Remember You. And Sebastian Bach just looking into some chick's eyes. And Fantone <laughs> says to me, he goes, dude, Sebastian Bach should have maybe been in the conversation best rock singer, right? And I was like, ah. I wouldn't say like he's the winner, but the fact that we had that conversation and didn't mention Sebastian Bach, I feel like is a little bit disrespectful to him. Ah, see, now you're getting carried away. Like, I, I, I would agree all right, here's where I'm at on Sebastian. You don't want to judge him down because of your personal feelings on the guy, because that's right. not fair to it, right? Right. Okay, so let's not do that. And it is, it cannot be denied that Sebastian's got pipes. Like, dude, the kid, yeah. dude, that guy could sing, like, for sure. And he's got range, too, right? But I could never put him on a Mount Rushmore, even in an honorable mention capacity, because he just didn't sing anything important enough. Okay, all right, limited limited success of Skid Row, I guess, is a part of it. Like, you've gone wild, and you're in the you're in the greatest conversation? Like, I'm sorry, I can't put you there. It's like, I, you know what I mean? Like, well, Vince Neil's not a great singer, though. But, like, at least those songs are, like, iconic. When, when we were talking about Paul Stanley and, and where his place on this list went, a point that you brought up that I thought was very valid was that, you know, he played the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Can sing. Which obviously can sing. Sebastian Bach has a resume full of Broadway. Yeah. Like, full of it. So, oh, like, I mean, he, he can sing for sure. There, there's definitely... It's not It's not the top spot. It's not where I'm like, all right, dude, you know what, Freddie Mercury, get out of here. You're gone. Sebastian coming in. I just feel like he was one of those names that we missed out on. He should have been a part of that conversation. Okay. I, I for, There are going to be a lot of people who agree with you. And the only argument I have against you, which is not a great one, is <laughs> the catalog wasn't good enough. I mean, I remember you as a big hit. That's a smash hit. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah. I mean, Youth Gone Wild, I like it. Good yeah. song. Rock 106.9 should play Youth Gone Wild more than we do. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, these aren't timeless, iconic songs. No. Um, also on the list of uh, great rock singers that we did not discuss in the conversation, I thought about this over the weekend, Meatloaf, dude. How did we not put Meatloaf on that list? Because I hate him. You hate Meatloaf? Where do I didn't know about this? Tell oh, me about I, your dude. Hatred. I, dude, I hate him. Like, dude, Meatloaf is my journey for you. Really? Oh, gotta hate. Him. I did not know this, dude. I did not. Why? What's what? It's just him. All right. It's probably not even him. It's just that <laughs> goddamn song, that Paradise by the Dashboard. Like, uh, uh, dude, it's just the worst. I, I, I will agree, and I think a lot of the same points for Sebastian Bach here, where I can't put him at, like, the number one greatest, but, like, dude, he's got pipes. All right, so here's the thing. I do like Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Yeah, it's a classic. I do like Two it's Out of Three one. Ain't Bad. I do like that song, okay? And he's obviously talented, and you go back and watch old concert photos of him, like, videos of him. <laughs> I mean, dude, that dude put his all in it. Right. So, yeah, it's the voice is good. It's good, but he Meatloaf wouldn't make a top 20 for me. 
Sebastian Mock wouldn't probably would not make a top twenty for me. Yeah, I don't know if either of these dudes do, but I think they both deserve to be at least in the in that conversation of like, yeah, you did something with uh with 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 your throat there. Well, I mean, so does Stormy Daniels. You know what I mean? But she's, she's not, on some lists. <laughs> she's not winning lawsuits though. She's getting them thrown out. Doing things with your throat don't count. Good lord, this is probably not the best way to segue into this, but I do, have, I do have I do have a Florida file story that is like one of the strangest things we've ever heard. Okay, now we know Florida. It's messed up. Florida man's always doing something he shouldn't do. Fantone's always on this. Florida, dude, when you hear Florida man, it's like, all right, buckle up. You know something's happening. We're going for a wild ride, right? So a Florida man had been arrested late last month, and. Actually, at 7 o'clock, we're going to give you tips on how to be a better father. This right here is a tip on how to be the worst father ever. All right. So don't fo- don't follow Florida Man. Very, very rarely should you follow Florida Man. But this guy got arrested because he drove his 15-year-old to a park at around 1130 at night. Now, you're thinking, he's his dad. Take him to the park. What do you care? Yeah, I guess. His, whatever. Okay. His dad will decide what time his kid's out. The kid's 15. 1130 is not that late. Right. Problem is... The guy drove him there so he could have sex with his 15-year-old girlfriend. Like, dude, he basically drove his kid to the park for a booty call so, like, his kid could bang it out with his with his, with his his girlfriend. Okay, so this is not Florida man banging a 15-year-old. No, no, no. This is Florida man's son banging the... the okay, okay, all right. T- to facilitate the banging. Okay. Now, we just talked about this not that long ago with the drinking, okay? I'm not crazy about letting kids drink in the home. I'm not crazy about it. Now, again, when I have my own kids or when I get married and some chick's got two kids and she tells me what I think, who knows what I'll think then, right? I don't know. As I sit here right now, I got to tell you, I don't love it. Um, And I'm definitely not making it easier for you to have sex. For sure, I'm not doing that. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities in these two conversations because I do think that the, well, the, the sorry, but the overlap in drinking and sexuality is going to come into play heavily. Of here. course, man, of course, and like I, I I think that sexuality and intoxicants probably both something that you have to ladder your kids into. I don't want to just I don't want my kids just to like. Oh, I'll just figure out sexuality all on my own with like no guidance from my parents with no, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I also that don't doesn't sound good, but, but I also don't want to. It's the difference between allowing your kid to have a sip of beer and allowing your kid to have a kegger in the basement where it's like I, I, I get where those are on the same path. But at the same time, you're, you're going similar, not the same. You're going to get to those things anyway. I would like to at least think that like there's some sort of guidance from your parents of like this is how things are supposed to work when you're healthy in a good relationship or when you're using, you know, alcohol or whatever responsibly. This is how it's supposed to work. So the cops show up to the car kind of like bang on the window. <laughs> with the flashlight there, be like, yo, bro, what the hell are you doing in this park at 1130 at night? Right. And uh, he he told them that he had picked up uh, his son and then brought him to the park so he he and his girlfriend could go to the park and do their thing. As to why the teens would be transported to a park after hours, Mitchell replied, so they can do what kids do. Asked by a patrolman for clarification of that statement, he said, well, they aren't out there stealing. They're just having sex. It's I, I okay again. This is this is one of these things where I get there's a way to look at this where it's like you're trying to be the forward thinking parent, right? But walking your kids to the doorstep of sex, I just think is irresponsible. What do you think if your kids have already like 
okay, I'm 17 years old. It's already established that I've lost my virginity. Should you be should you be like pushing against them having sex again, or sh- should you be responsible? You know. Okay, I I feel like I want to get to a place of like common sense here. Okay. All right. So I I think what my answer to you, Phantom, would be is that I guess I got to get my myself to the place to where. I'm making sure my kids have the protection that they need, right. whether it be birth control or condoms, depending on right. the sex of the kid I have, whatever, right? I got to get you there, but I'm not Ubering you back and forth the bang. I don't understand Nor why. Nor do I want you having sex in my house. Why? Why? If you're, if you're okay with your kid having sex in the park, you're okay with driving your kid to have sex in the park. Why wouldn't you just allow him to have sex in your house? Because like at that point, at least you can, at least you can not worry about like, well, is my kid going to get arrested as like a sex criminal you know what i'm saying because like dude if you're just banging out in the parks and you get caught you're going on a list dude you're 100 going on a list oh public sex is no longer the the ha ha we were getting randy no, no, no you're going to jail so so with that it's just like okay very debatable i'm like all right well are you going to allow your kids to have sex in your home i can understand why you say no there but why are you putting them out into the cold harsh world where it's like dude you're gonna go to jail i i, I don't get that well, I mean, again, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to play devil's advocate here for the, like the worst father ever. But did he think? Well, nobody's probably going to see him in the park, <sighs> dude. Nobody's going to see him in your house. That's what houses are for. There's walls and curtains, and like nobody gets to see you in there. Okay. Well, again, it doesn't get into this, but you got to wonder: Was Dad trying to be cool and not let Mom know? Yeah. Because you know what, you will do things yeah. for your. I, now I would assume this is true. But I'm, ass- I'm assuming there is a father out there who's listening right now who has both a son and a daughter, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I would probably do that for my son, but I'm not doing it for my daughter. 100%. Right? And yes. so there are going to be things that you were going to do for your son that it's like, shh, don't, whatever you do, don't tell your mother. Right. Right? I mean, dude, my dad did a ton of that stuff. Now, it wasn't sex, but it was like ninja stars, you know what I mean? Like, don't tell your mother I just gave you a weapon you can throw. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that kind of stuff happened for sure. Yeah, you're probably on to something there. If, if, if nothing else, like, he didn't want mom or new mom or whoever to know that this is happening so but still dude it just it just it I, I, like it goes back to the argument of well I'm not I'm gonna let my kids drink in the basement because then I know where they are I feel like at least there's some logic there of like all right well my kids it's already established that they're having sex there's no putting that tube back into the paste I, I understand I understand why 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 you want to yeah but you're two steps away from being the cameraman at that point dude you can't I can't have it no 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 we're shutting that all the way down more Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Hi. Yo, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. People ask me about my LASIK surgery all the time, and I tell them the same thing I'm about to tell you, dude. 20-20 vision. That's what I wake up with every single morning. You know, I started wearing glasses in the third grade, and I thought I was going to have to deal with vision problems for the rest of my life. But thanks to my good friends over at the Rollholt Vision Institute, the inconvenience of glasses and contacts is a part of my history, not a part of my future. So if you're done ordering contacts and you're sick of paying for glasses, I want you to visit a website. It is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up, 9 o'clock, new Turd Tuesday, new 21 Pilots, new Willie Nelson, new Event Sevenfold, all part of that. And at 7 o'clock, another opportunity at $1,000. So, one of the things we like to do here on the program is take issue with things we see on the internet via social media. 
And this is how Fantone and I kind of entertain one another, like during the breaks or before the show starts or maybe even after the show is like, dude, wait do you hear how obnoxious this is, right? Now, I'm kind of one of these. I have to admit. I'm a, hey, I'm checking in at the gym kind of person. I'm one of those, right? right? Hey, I'm on the journey to better. I am. I'm kind of one of these, right? So I can't really get too much on my soapbox here. But Fantone has this one where this, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl. kind of sounds like a girl to me, even if it was a guy. Full-grown man. Full, wow. An okay. adult. All right. Full-grown man. Who, what did he say? Just in case anybody's trying to waste any more of my time, there's only 77 days left in 2018. 2019, it's all about me. Okay. All right. A lot going on here. <laughs> okay. okay. So, first of all... Just come out and say your girlfriend went down on your best friend. Because that's what happened. Just say I'm lonely. You can say it. You can come out and just say I'm lonely. Everybody knows what the waste of time means. It means you put effort into somebody, you found out they weren't everything you thought they were, and now they're hightailing out. Now, I know that sounds heartless. We've all been this person. I once posted a meme after getting my heart ripped out on yeah. Facebook that said, jumping over puddles and oceans. and <laughs> That's why I'm always doing that. That's why I'm always Jeez. using that one as the reference, because I felt so stupid having done it. Jumping the puddles over the oceans, crossing Quit jumping them. puddles for people. Man. Or no, wait. Quit crossing oceans for people who won't jump puddles for you that's or whatever what the hell I thought was deep. <laughs> this will get her back. She'll come running back. That and Eric Church records, man. <laughs> Just sitting there. They're looking, you know, listening to record year, finding the right meme, crying, just being a full-blown adult, right? So there's only 77 days left for you to waste his time, and yeah. then 2019's all about you? All about him. Yeah, there. no, you're lying. And here's the truth of it. It's because if you were able to make things all about you, you would have done it the first time around, and we wouldn't be here right now. You're not learning any lesson. And that's what makes those memes really annoying. And that's why when we do this, why we should really feel stupid. Because we never learned the lesson. We go right back and we get ourselves into another one of these. Oh, yeah, dude. We're, we're, we're creatures of, 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 of pattern where it's like, dude, if you've done it once, you know you're going to do it again. For sure. Um, and I, I think my greater point there is like, bro, you got 77 days left in this year in front of you today. Like, That's not like a short period of time. Right. And like, I, I get... A lot can be accomplished I, in that I time. get the concepts of... Well, you know, I got something going on, therefore I can't quit smoking until after this, or I can't go on this diet until after this. Now, Which of those are all BS. I was going to say, at the end of the day, you're just making an excuse yes. for yourself, but it, at least you can make the arguments of like, well, you know, it, it just won't make sense until after this. Fine, but dude, we're talking about 77 friggin' days in front of you, dude. I mean, that's that's months of time, dude. If you start whatever it is, whatever it is that you're like, oh, dude, turn my life around. Oh, I'm going to make this all happen. If you start it today, 77 days from now, you're going to look back on it and be like, holy god damn, did I get a lot done. You could, you could lose 20 pounds in 77 days easily. You could lose 20 pounds. You could learn French. You could, you could, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that you've got here, you could, you could, you could turn your financial situation around. You could do whatever your goals are. You could get them done. You just, what are you waiting 77 freaking days for? You know what won't happen in that 77 days? Posting enough vague things to where that person oh, comes back and like, like makes man. up for whatever it is they did. The um the cons- don't your friends know like this is the other thing like I like are your friends know 
So, like, now you're posting this, and now, like, one, two of your friends are together at the bar happy right. hour going, do you believe Brian's still crying over Britney? Like, right. look at this idiot. And those two friends are Brian and Steve, who's now banging her. <laughs> like, dude, like, what are you doing? You, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure here, man. I have no idea who this dude is. I have zero connection with him. He's just a dude who added me on Facebook. But I, looking at it, I just, I mean, like, I did. I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, dude, you can, you can do something about it. You just can't wait 77 days for it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. And the and then that's this is when the clock's going to you know start and this is when I'm going to fix the thing. It's diets on Monday. Where I go, oh man, if I just get it started on Monday, if I can just get it going, you know what? And I'm going to eat as much as I possibly can this weekend. And then Monday you come out of the gate and you're like, you know what? All right, Hot. some oatmeal. And we'll have some blueberries in it and it'll be fine. And then by Tuesday, by the time that comes around, dude, you're right back up, putting on the feedback, going to town on it, man. Start today. There's no reason you can't. The new year, new me thing is kind of annoying because they're really, I I don't know how that started. I mean, I get how the idea of a new year kind of starts like, oh, I feel fresh, right? I kind of get that. But if you, I maintain, and I'm as guilty about this as anybody else, I'm talking to me right now, not even really the rest of you, that if you were really going to change this stuff, you would do it in the middle of May. You would do it in June. It wouldn't necessarily have to be about that. Now, I've been a little bit better about the gym and eating better and this and that, but even still, now that I lost 40-some pounds, I'm a little more, more lazy about it. I Coast still mode. go. I still, try to, I still try to keep it in bounds, but I'm nowhere near as, like, as gung-ho about it as I was because the truth is I'm not really one of those people. I just don't want to look disgusting naked. That's what I went to work for. That's it. I don't care about living longer. I don't care about muscles. I don't care about anything else. I just wanted to be able to watch only. I wanted one pair of boobs to jiggle during sex. That was my whole goal. Your shot at $1,000 next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Minutes away now from getting you a double of $1,000 on Rock 106.9. Missed yesterday's program. Make sure you podcast that at WRQK.com. I talk about my dad on the program a lot. feel like he was an above average father, at least later on in my life. Had a, had some had some negative tendencies early on, but, but got him worked out, right? And that's important. So when I, when I stumbled across the... Hey, here's how you can be a better dad. I stopped on it. I'm not a father. But I was like, eh, let's let's stack Dean up to the list. Let's see how he did, right? And it gives you one piece of advice, and then it gives you like another thing right after that contradicts that same thing. So right. do this and, and but and do that. So be big, but then don't be afraid to be small. Like one of those things, right? Okay. But it starts talking about finances. Okay? And it says, save your money. Everything you want to buy as a father, put it through the, do I actually need this? And start thinking about your your children's college tuition money that you'll need. And that's smart advice. I'm all for that. Okay? And if you can help your kids financially pay for college, that's a great thing to do. I don't think most people have that scenario, but if you're able to do it, then good for you and good mostly for your kid. It honestly is one of the things that like I think that if you if you can and it's like 
if you have the capabilities to, regardless of the sacrifice, that's going to make a huge difference in your kid's life. To be able to start off their career, their family, without being burdened with thirty plus thousand dollars worth of college debt, yeah, I'm guessing that's on the low end, one hundred percent. And I mean, like, you don't have to pay for everything. I mean, I'm not saying it's your responsibility. Of course, your kid should have some skin in the game, but we're talking about a serious amount of money and a serious, uh, like, like financial hardship that they don't have to face right out of the gate. And immediately after the college tuition thing, it says, also realize that you're, what you're doing is saving your money for, to help them with the down payment for their first house. Now, I got to tell you, my dad didn't make a lot of money. My parents never made a lot of money. I can't. I'm trying to think, not of the people listening. I'm trying to think of the people I grew up with, friends. Whose parents, most of my friends, most of their parents made more money than my parents did. There's no money in God unless you're a complete and utter crook. There's no money in it. There's no money in a good man of faith. If you're a total crook, my father was a minister, for those of you that don't know. If you're a crook, you can make money with Jesus. Outside of that, you're broke. Right? So most of my friends' parents made way more money than my parents made. But I can't think of a single friend I have whose parents gave them money for the down payment of their house. That sounds so antiquated to me, like so Waltons to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it feels very much from the era of like, well, yeah, I could have seven kids and one job and be able to go on vacation twice a year. Like, yes, that definitely sounds like GM money to me, where it's like, you know what I mean? Grandpa, he's working out. But the thing I'll say about that is like, I think there's a little bit of... When you when you buy a house, I think there's a little bit of like pride in the fact of like you did this. But once again, though, that that to me feels like poor person thinking that feels like, well, yeah, I just work harder and try harder. It's like, well, dude, if my parents had the money and the capabilities, of course, I would have wanted that. Of course, I'd want to be able to give that to my kids. Well, there's a difference between buying your kid a house and helping them with the down payment, though. It's just like like my my dad helped me buy my first car. He didn't buy it, but he helped me buy it. There is something in that because you like you said with tuition. You need a little skin in the game so you take care of it. Yeah, I mean, you know. I'm for that. Yeah, certainly if you're going to be, well, I've got enough money just to give my kids everything they want and they never have to work with it. Yes, that's a problem. But I, I really do think there is some like some middle class or lower middle class coming out in us right now where we're like, no, just do it on your own. And it's like, well, yeah, because your parents are poor, idiots. Bootstraps. Like, right. Pull like, yourself up. That's the problem is we have this poor person mentality of like, no, I'll just work harder. And it's like, well, yeah, too bad your dad's not rich dummy. Okay, so percentage of guys listening right now that are actually thinking about down payment of their, the, let's say, of their kid's first house right now. I don't think most parents are even calculating that in. I think they're just honestly passing out at the sheer like awesomeness of trying to figure out tuition. Yeah, I was going to say, I think college is such a burden. Well, I mean, I think I think childcare into college is such a burden right out of the gate. Most families don't have the capabilities to to start thinking about like, well, what's further after college? But I bet you most rich people do. I, I I'll bet you a dollar most rich people do, man. Like my mom's parents had a little bit of money. They were really good with their money. They had a little bit of money. But I don't know. I guess I could ask her. But I don't think that they gave her money to buy the first house my mom and dad bought together. See, now there's probably a little bit there of like. But again, they had like seven kids. That that mindset probably was 
Well, of course they can go do it because there's a good enough economy and they can go make that money. It's you tomorrow, know, right? You know, but I think a lot of people nowadays, it's like I don't know if my kids are going to be better off than I was. I think so many generations assume that that yeah, of course my kids will have a better job than me. Of course they'll make more money than me. I think a lot of us are dealing with the reality that's not going to happen. That 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 you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily going to to be better off than what we were. So I think there probably is a little bit more of a. Well, however I can help them get ahead, I need to. There should be, at least. Hmm. If you married your current girlfriend, which right. we all know you're going to, okay. Are, would you guys combined be better off than your parents were while you were growing up? At this point, no, no. My dad at 34 was making a lot more money than I was today. Yeah, for sure. That's not, that's It's not even close, dude. Now, Megan's probably making more money than my mom was at this point, but That's I think what when I was you, wondering. I is think this, when you add incomes together, there's no we're, no we're not even close, no. Yeah, Papa Fantone doing it right, getting it done. Well, I, now the thing is, though, is now if we compare to household incomes, there'd probably be a little bit less, a little bit mu- less of a gap there just because it's like, dude, in the 90s, everyone had a great paying job. Like, yeah. Life was good, dude. We all had a second fridge out in the garage radar filled with Mountain Dew. It was awesome. But nowadays, it's like, nah, we're probably a little closer there. Yeah, I, I I would be I would be cognizant of having to worry about paying for college tuition because I do I think that is part of a parent's job. I'm not sure down payment for a house is part of a parent's job. And you know, there's definitely a lot of different options you can go of quote unquote college. Well, it's like, well, should I go to a state university Trade and get schools, a libtard? Right. right, right. Should I should I get this libtard degree? Blah blah blah. Fine. Let's talk about sending them to the Ohio Center for Broadcasting or you know trade school or something where be it's a like whatever. Right, whatever you want. There, there is something there where I think you should have some sort of a a nest egg ready for that. Investing in their future financial future is okay. I don't, I'm not sure. Now, again, if I was able to give my kid a down payment for their house, I want to be able to do it for them for sure. But like, if that's, well, here's what I will say. If most people planned for their children that way, that they had to do it, honestly, you're probably getting in and out of restaurants faster and a lot less drama, right? Because I think people are like, ah, I'm not doing this. I mean... I don't think it can be overstated, and especially as we sit here and talk about fathers, the impact you're going to have on your kid's future. Like, I, I so yeah, so I, it's not just a, it's not just a question of like, well, would it be better for your kid? It's like, would this be better for society as a whole? Of course it would, dude. If we could all help our kids out more financially and put them on a better path, big picture, yes, we all we all benefit from oh, this. Oh, I mean, if you like, geez, what would be the societal impact? And the societal benefit, if we reduced everyone's, not even just people that age, if everyone's financial stress was reduced even by 30%. Think about how much better you'd get along with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Think about how much easier it would be to have fun with your kids and to kind of like live, you know, a life that you feel good about as opposed to that stress every day, every week. How are we going to make it to this next paycheck? Pulling my hair out, government assistance, got to deal with all this crap. Yeah, dude. I mean, for sure it would. Mike says, I think the house payment comes from them not having to have the college debt. So if you pay for the college, that's kind of on them to turn around, and then they should have the money for that and then have that discussion with them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that works. But again, Nick now sending me an email says, dude, we're totally giving our kids money for their first house. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Like, if you can do that, that is. It's awesome. I'm just, I'm wondering, I guess I'm curious that in the listening area right now, what the percentage of people who are, are able to do that is. I'm going to ballpark it. I'm going to get this is just a pure guess because, of course, I would have no idea of knowing. 
but I got to imagine it's under 20. Oh, I was going to say single digits. I was going to say five. 5% are saving for their kids down payment. Dude, you got, you got, you got. Now, are you thinking one or the other is where you have 5%? So if we do both, does it go down is what I'm asking you? I'm saying you've got 75% of the listening audience right now not able to save for their kids' future period. 20% probably saving for their kids' college, secondary education. 5% maybe saving for like down payment of a house or like future beyond college right there. And I, honestly, I feel like those numbers are probably a little off. I feel it's less than 5%. That's probably right. I mean, my parents weren't thinking of that. No. Your parents weren't thinking no. of that. And like times were better then. That was, you know what I'm saying? That was the 80s and 90s, dude. Like things were good then. No, I mean, my parents told me very early on that college was going to have to be on me. That, you know, take grants or whatever, take loans, do that. But, like, they weren't going to be able to pay for that. Did they help with broadcasting school at all? So what happened was is that I was getting behind on the payment of that. And then my mom ended up, she did. She took, like, once I had it more than halfway paid off, she kind of stepped in and helped. Once I got officially hired on right. and then the afternoon show, like, started to kick on, she was like, you know what? I'm going to take this off your plate. Okay. And she did do that for me. As I constantly bury her for not raising me right. <laughs> Dude, she sucks. But in in true Sue Stansberry fashion, I found out like two years down the road she had stopped making the payment and like everything <laughs> got like screwed up. And then I was like, my, my, my credit was all like banged up from it. And then I had to come over top of it and take a ratings bonus and then have like pay it off because that's my mom. She'll help you and then totally like screw you over. Yeah, that's, there's, uh, there's Sue's for you there. Well, if you need money for a down payment for your kid's house, I guess we can loan it to you. We'll give you $1,000. We'll do that right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword WIN. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Kenny Wayne Shepherd tickets. He's playing November 2nd. Canton Palace Theater. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on this. Saw this and figured uh, Fantone and I would both be on this list at some point in our lives, maybe even now. Okay. And we've definitely all had to deal with this from somebody else. I don't like to be on lists, so I'm, I'm a little nervous, but all right, we'll get oh, into it. Oh, bro, you've been on this list. <laughs> all right. People were polled and asked, what constitutes a bad neighbor? Okay. So we have like a top 10, like bad neighbor things that people can do here. Okay. Overflowing or misplaced garbage and or recycling is on the list of things that people find very annoying about their neighbors. Now, this is one of the reasons why you're very happy to have just moved from where you moved yeah, from. Yeah. Because you constantly had neighbors with like just bags of trash. Well, I don't know. Probably his furniture. We we, we we got into a fight kind of about trash where it was like this one instance. Um, I, I think it was probably is because as we were getting, getting ready to move, we had a ton of trash and it was like in kind of their yard in our little like shared alleyway area right there. And, you know, this lady comes over knocking on the door and is like, oh, my God, you're trash, blah, 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 blah. I look out in her backyard and there's literally bags of trash all skewed through her backyard. And I'm like, OK, I understand that. You know what? Maybe my trash did end up. But like there's literally trash everywhere over here. And she's Push like, your wow, kids. Wow, right. wow, oh, and I got to clean it up. And it's like, well, yeah, you do have to go clean your crap up. So, no, this is this has been a, this has been a problem before. No, I know I'm guilty of this one because I'm part deaf. 
I wasn't allowed to really listen to music a ton in my house when I was a kid growing up, so headphones was the way I did it. Now I wear them for a living, constantly just blaring noise into my ears. I am so deaf. Like, so, so deaf. Right? I don't know why I just went 90s Brad. So, so deaf! I don't know why I just went the Brad on you. I don't know why I did that. Sorry about that. I'm not Funkadelic. I don't know what I'm doing there. But loud TV is one of these things I know I do to my neighbor, especially in the bedroom, because I do I binge watch, I do I stream at night, I can't sleep with no, nothing on, I have to have a little bit of sound, something, right? So I turn the TV on, and sometimes you don't realize it just shifts to other things that are like different yeah. volumes, and so like sometimes I'll wake up at four a.m. like, dude, why are there fire trucks screaming? She hasn't cooked anything in two weeks. Like, why is the fire department? It's just like it's the noise from the TV, and I know I'm doing that to my poor neighbor. I know I'm one of those. I know a lot of people are. You have to have some sort. Of sound when you sleep. My girlfriend just got like a like a sound machine for the uh, for the bedroom. There. I don't think those would do it for me, but I'd want to try it. I guess I don't I don't know if it's really doing it for me either, but it's doing it for her. So it was just kind of like all right, and, nah, yeah. But then you it. just turn the TV up a little bit louder. So overall grumpiness was considered to be on the list of things for a bad neighbor. I'm sure that I have had neighbors like, dude, he's just kind of a dick. He doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to socialize. Like I remember, like my last set of neighbors who lived across the hall from me, like every like Friday night. They would be on the back patio and I would get home and they'd be like, come on, sit down, have beers with us. And I was like, oh, God, I always felt like pressure to do it. I was like, I don't want to do this at all. There's a level of what do I want to say? Camaraderie, I guess, that comes with living in a similar area. I want you to like me enough to notice when somebody shouldn't be at my door. Camaraderie is different than friendship, though. You yes. know what I mean? Like, those are two different things. We're teammates, there. not friends. Yeah, where, where I, I think a lot of people in the in in the neighborhoods are like, oh, well, yeah, we'll all just have a cookout together. And I guess in the in the, in the the 1950s, like, oh, dude, well, you know, leave it to Beaver World. It seems great, but in practice, dude, I don't want to come hang out with you at all. Yeah, I would agree with that. Loud pets and loud kids' voices are also kind of like, they're kind of like split down the middle. Because, you know, some people, it's like, you know, the, the anti-kid people are like, well, it's like, well, dude, you got a dog that's barking, too. That thing's loud, too. Nobody wants to hear that, either. Yeah. As I'm a huge dog person, you know what I mean? So it's like, that would be on the list. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, like, if you're one of those people who just leaves a dog in the backyard and it's just, like, yelping all day, you're a bad neighbor. Yeah, I mean, noise pollution is definitely going to be a part of it. Now, I don't expect... You know, some people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're cutting the grass at this time or you're doing this or whatever. I don't expect the world to revolve around me in the sense of like, all right, so, yeah, so my baby takes a nap at 3.30. I don't expect you to stop construction at that time. Cut the grass at 3.30. But, right. there, but there is a level of like, you're right, if it's all day, if it's if it's something that's habitually constantly happening, then, yeah, you're, you're kind of a dick. Well, if you put the dog outside so it barks so you don't have to hear it in the house. Get I got to hear it. Right. Get, get a better rain on yeah. your dog. Okay. Parking issues is another issue issue for people that consider the bad neighbors. And I would imagine that a lot of this is renters yeah. that are dealing with this. I know when I lived in Lakewood, we we had to deal with this like cuz I lived in um I lived in a duplex. I was upstairs, neighbors were downstairs, and the driveway was like big, big enough for two cars, but not but like you had to be front of one another back, you know what I mean? Like bumper to bumper there, not side by side. And that was constantly annoying, like knocking on the door. Be like, dude, get your friends out of the way right. so I can move. Yeah, we uh, we had people over this weekend and everything in our neighborhood is street parking. Ugh. And it's like, oh my God. And you feel bad because my girlfriend's like, yo, we got to move our car just so there's room for other people. And then we've got 15 people over. And it's like, I know the neighbors had to have been like, son of a bitch. Yeah, they're two stop, down, right. stop signs down trying right. to get into their own house. Now, the number one thing was loud music. And I got to tell you, I get it. 
That would make for an annoying neighbor for sure. Now, again, I'm a headphone listener music-wise, even to this day at home. Like to, For me to listen to music out loud is not really my thing. I like headphones on now for music. Right. I've normally got my beats on. So this, I'm not, I would not be a bad neighbor this way other than the fact that I move. Like I'm a pacer. Like I am one of these people, especially if I'm listening to music, I'm just going to do laps around my apartment, back and forth, back and forth. Just and, and Or if I'm on the phone, I can't sit still on the phone. I got to pace. I got to move around. Now, I mean, there's obviously going to be like time restrictions that play a part of this. I think the um, just the general amount of noise that happens too. But what's your take on like backyard listening? Like I'm not saying like you're blaring music. So but, I got the Bluetooth speaker out there, right? right? I'm in my backyard. And I got something on. I mean, is it okay for it to like bleed into their yard or should I keep it quiet enough where you can only hear it on my deck? Nah, a little bleed over is going to be expected in, in, in warm weather conditions. Right. You got to you gotta expect some of that. Now, I would want to err on the side of caution and be like, let's turn this down a little bit, especially depending on what I was listening to. Again, if you right. have neighbors with kids, let's, you know what I mean? Like if you got something stuffed out there that's like super graphic, I don't know. You know what I mean? Try to watch that. Right. But no, I don't want to live so sanitized that people are afraid to have a good time in their own backyard because it's their backyard too. You know what I mean? So like, nah, you got to be able to do that. I got to tell you, you know what? The one thing I didn't see on this list of bad neighbors that I was shocked was where's loud sex in this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess incorporated into noise, but yeah, sex is definitely, it's a it's a late night thing, too. I mean, I've definitely been looked at cross-eyed by neighbors where it's like, what in the hell was going on in there last night? Where where Where's nosy neighbors in this? People who are always up in your business looking out the window as you kind of like come in and like, you know, pull up and I'm like, bitch, I'm taking groceries out of my car. What are you watching me for right now? Yeah. Both um, those things. Like, where are those at? Too much in your business yeah. would have been a really good one. Loud sex would have been another thing for an annoying neighbor. What did not make the list that you've had a neighbor where you're like, oh, my God, like, this is just terrible? Um, I think, I think honestly, the thing that bothers me most is nosiness. Like, if you can't stay out of my business, and it's like, I get it. Like, we all see each other. We all, like, are going to kind of, you have that sense of community. But if, 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 if you, like, if I feel like you're watching me, that's where I really have an issue with you. I mean, I am definitely going to be curious about who I live next to. This is the reason why I won't move right now. I want to get out of my apartment building so bad. Like, I hate where I live right now. Um, I used to love it, but it's just getting to the point where it's no longer convenient for what I want in my life right now. But my neighbor situation is so good yeah. that I won't. I don't want to roll. I don't want to roll the neighbor dice. I just had the fire department called the other night because I was distracted in my apartment, and like my neighbors weren't pissed. Yeah, whatever. They were all just kind of looking at me like, "Yeah, dude, you kind of get that. You kind of, you know, you kind of have some of that. That's the way it's going to happen." The number one way people decided to deal with uh, with bad neighbors, and this is how I know people are lying, they say the number one way was face-to-face. No, no way. You're complaining to your wife. Exactly. You're not. <laughs> exact, exactly right. Kenny Wayne Shepard playing November 2nd, Canton Palace Theater. Let's send caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And again, we talked about this Akron Fight Fest thing that happened. There's been an update on the story. We'll tell you everything that's going on with that next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. Yo, guys, Phantom from The Stansberry Show here, checking in with my crystal clear vision. Thanks to my friends at the Roll Holt Vision Institute. 
That's right. We're talking about 2020 vision here, baby. That's perfect. And you could be seeing the same way. All you have to do is reach out to the good folks at the Rollholt Vision Institute. So if you've been thinking about LASIK, dude, the first step is to get some facts. And they're all available to you at RollholtVision.com. You can take the self-evaluation test. You can check out some of the financing options. Or maybe you just want a better picture of what LASIK actually is. Well, it's all right there for you. All you have to do is visit that website. Like I said, it is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Another shot of the thousand dollars coming up at eight o'clock. Also, tickets for Hollow Weekends coming up around nine thirty. And as we mentioned, a little haunted house action there. We told you about this Akron Fright Fest story yesterday, where uh, a couple had made the claim that they had went through, and there was like a mock rape that had happened. And they claimed that this was not at the, like, I guess at this compound, there's like multiple like haunted house things. I'm not really a haunted house person. I don't really know how this stuff works, but I know that's how a lot of them are, where there's like three or four. It's like bar crawls, essentially, is what they're doing, right? Right? And uh, this woman made the claim that this happened at the one where you don't need the waiver. And she was like, look, I would have maybe expected something like, I'll paraphrase, I would have maybe expected something like that where the waiver was needed, not necessarily here. And we were kind of talking about this yesterday. And I said, it just, it just kind of struck me as weird. I kind of felt like I was like, all right, somebody may be getting a little, uh, you know, over their skis here with what they were doing. Like, I, I'm not one of these, like, shut the business. Like, that's crazy. I don't want to go too far. But it's like, eh, probably should stay away from that. Wouldn't necessarily love that. And sure enough, the right things happened here. Where it's like, okay, we, we kind of tracked down where this happened. We're going to take a couple of employees. We're going to suspend them for it and kind of show them, like, look, we don't want this. And that's all I was saying yesterday about it, which is just... Don't I get that you're out there trying to scare people for the money. You got to do something to make it worth the money to go through. It's a fine line. If, if we're being honest, it is. It's a fine line between scaring the living crap out of somebody and something that's like, oh, okay, well, what the hell were you thinking? I understand that. But this is the right reaction to what the story was. I don't want... Th- Dude, stay open. You know what I mean? Continue. You know, uh, reevaluate. Ad- you know, adapt. And then continue to operate. I'm perfectly fine with that. I think there was just so much... I don't want to say moral outrage, but there was. There was a lot of like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I know definitely as a culture, we've become outrage addicted. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're, they're like, I, I, I guess it's like, where does taste come in in a haunted house? Because it's like, well, victims of rape feel like that that's completely inappropriate. Well, I'm sure people who have had family members murdered feel that that's completely inappropriate, but we're not pushing back on that. And like, would I... Have 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 signed off on that? No, of course not, as the business owner or as a person. But I'm also not in the in the position to judge or to dictate what you are or are not allowed to do. So, like, I'm, you're right. I'm glad that I'm glad that they've came out. I'm glad that they've made a statement. I'm glad that they have you know taken some sort of action to kind of rectify this situation. And I know one of the things is going to be donating to um, the Summit County Rape Crisis Center. And like, I think that's all great. Um, that was just, a good move, smart move. It's just, it's just unfortunate that this all kind of spun out of control like it did. Okay, now I kind of have, to, I should full disclosure this for people. We do happen to know the guy who kind of yes. runs these operations. Yes, and I got to tell you, knowing him the way I do, now it's not extremely well. I want to put that out there, but I know him better than the average bear. We've worked with him closely on some other things. This is in complete contrast to who I know him to be as a person. Like when I heard about this and I was like, and I made the connection, I realized who it was. I was like, ah, I dude, he didn't sign off on that. 
Like, knowing him, I felt like there was a little bit like, dude, this is employees just getting over their skis here a little bit. Yeah, and that is, you know... I'm not going to say it's going to happen because obviously this is a, a rare case here. But like when, like I said, when you're in the business of being a haunted house, being as offensive and line. grotesque and like, right. Because like to me, and one of the things I thought of yesterday was it was murder victims, like or, or the families of murder victims. How do you feel about this? But if somebody wanted to do like a Nazi haunted house, Ooh. I would feel that was grossly inappropriate. But I would also feel that you have the right to do that. You do. I mean, like, I don't agree with it, but if you wanted to yeah. do... I have to be on that side, too. I don't yeah. want to be, but I do. If you wanted to do it, I mean, who, who, who am I to tell you no? I mean, the oven section at the haunted houses? You'd be all right with it? Would I be all right? Okay, no. I know. That was a bad way to frame it. But that was a bad I, way am to frame I okay, it. Am I okay with people doing what they're going to do? Yeah, man, I have to be. Freedom's messy. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not you know, it's, it's not- what we always say. Freedom's messy because your neighbor has it, too. That's one of my favorite lines. I love that line, and it is true. That's, that is how it works. I, I don't know how this is going to impact business there, um, but I will sign off on the statement that you made that this is not necessarily indicative of who... The ownership group is no. as as humans. No, I don't that think I, that, that I think this got this spun out of control quickly. There. That I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable saying that. Now I've gotten a lot over the, like the last like half a day of people sending me a lot of he said she said stuff about what happened there. And notice I'm not leaning on a lot of it because again I just don't. He said she said stuff when you're talking local business. You got to be careful about that. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to do anything that's going to e- either right. positively or negatively affect somebody's business unless I know it's factually right. Now, all I can tell you is a gut feeling. I Like I said, I kind of know this dude a little bit, and my gut feeling is uh, probably, like, had he been looking over that checklist, would have been like, nah, let's not do that. Just like if you're a fast food employee and you spit in my burger, I can't get mad at... The franchisee. Right, right. I mean, it's like, dude, it, yes, something effed up happened here, but let's keep in context what happened, you know. All you're responsible for is to handle a situation that your employee did as fast and as well as humanly possible. And if you've done that, I'm perfectly okay with it. Outside of that, mistakes are going to happen in business. They happen on this show every single day. Pretty frequently. Yeah, well, there'll be a couple <laughs> next, I would imagine. Your shot at $1,000? And also, an activity that Fantone always says, I mean, we let adults do this, but maybe we shouldn't. That's next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. New Tuesday coming up, 9 o'clock. 21 Pilots, Willie Nelson, and then Sevenfold. All part of that this morning. Also have some Hollow Weekend tickets for Cedar Point. We'll get you hooked up with those. Still to come on the program, too. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need to score those. Your shot at $1,000 minutes away right now. So I saw this out of California where a veteran skydiver was killed Sunday. Her parachute failed to properly deploy, did not come out properly, right? That's like a one-time problem. Yeah. It doesn't happen. That's normally, <laughs> yeah. normally going to end bad for you, right? She was using her own parachuting equipment. Now, there are hundreds, they say, of jumps a day at the Lodi Parachute Center. And this number is not going to sound like a lot to you, but it does to me. This particular skydiving facility has had 16 people die since the year 1999. Now, that's not a lot. It's not a ton. But 16? Like, 
Right? Like, and so let me, so I'll ask the question. How many people got to, got to, got to fall to their death and smack pavement before they step in and start looking at business licenses? I'm legit asking because I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what these numbers are and 16 people dying in what seems like a preventable fashion is definitely problematic. But I mean, is this kind of like rat hairs and peanut butter where it's like you're you're inherently taking on risk? Yeah. And you but I mean, like on such a big scale of like, yeah, you've got thousands upon thousands. I mean, at this point, probably millions of jumps that happen. And if 16 of them went wrong, but you've done 16 million, that's a pretty decent success rate, right? Yes, but the analogy has failed because when the other thing breaks down, it's a, it's a couple of hairs in my PB and J. This is, I smack my face on the pavement and I no longer live. Now, part of this is, I'll be honest, full disclosure, this is coming from a place of fear. I already told you, I, I, I'm scared of roller coasters right. now. And so, like, I just missed the boat on this stuff. I bungee jumped back in the day, of course, because I was young and dumb and I didn't know any better. But, like, now, as a guy who's, like, constantly saying, dude, I just want to die, I don't want to jump out of a plane. I got to <laughs> tell you, I don't. I said it earlier this morning. I'm all right with dying. I've lived a full, I've lived the life of 10 men. For sure I have. I'm all right with dying. But quietly in my sleep like a golden girl, not falling to my death of jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. I don't know why, but the desire to do this has never struck me. Like, even when I was young and like, oh, dude, I'm going to do stuff. and It's going to be exciting in life. And like, I don't know. Like, this is just isn't something that I have on the list of like, dude, you really, really got to go do that. Now, they say jumpers say, despite the tragedy, statistically, the sport is relatively safe. Yeah, sure. Okay. One in 100,000. Is just about the percentage wise, the jumper said. Nine times out of ten, it was operator error, emergency procedures down to low turning your parachute to low to the ground or just not paying attention to what you're doing. Okay, you mean to tell me somebody jumps out of an airplane and doesn't pay attention to what they're doing? Right, you would think sometime in that video where the instructor's like, all right, Nephi, you know, things go bad, this is what you do, you'd, you'd take notes there, but. Now, again. We're talking about an experienced diver, veteran diver is what they're calling her. So I'm I'm sure she did not do what is called tandem jumping, where right. you where she jumped with another instructor. But I'm imagining that's how most people end up doing this safely, right? Is because somebody that's trained up there is like, oh, I'll pull the ribcord. Yeah, I think the I think the first couple of times you do it, it's almost like legally obligated. You have to, but this woman had her own gear here. You know what I'm saying? And when that happens, I don't know. I don't know if I hold the business liable for that. I mean, she was the one who 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 prepared it. She's the one who you know. Okay, it's kind of kind of kind of your your fault here. I'm not okay. You know what? Let's be fair to this. I'm not necessarily saying it is their fault, but how do you go to a place that's had almost twenty fatalities at this and be like, "Yo, bro, here's my money"? Because again, it's not cheap to skydive. It's a lot of money. I wonder what. What other businesses, what other skydiving places have had? Because, I mean, it can't be. if this, Dude, if this one had 16, it's not like this isn't happening in other situations. It has to. In the year 2017, almost half of the 24 jumpers who died in the U.S. had faced malfunctions. Failure to safely land on a canopy was the second deadliest cause. And according to the, that was the U.S. Parachute Association. Jeez, I didn't even know we had one of those. I got to tell you, if, if that should have to be on the sign. Like when I pull in the parking lot, yeah, 
So since 1999, 16 people didn't make it back. And let me tell you why it should have to be on the sign. To remind me. Because I, I just made the joke there. Somebody jumps out of the, pay, the plane, they're not paying attention. But you know how many times a day that probably happens? I bet it's a lot. People are dumb. We just did the story yesterday where two idiots were at the gun range, and one of them pointed the gun straight in his buddy's face to take a photo of it. And, and the illusion of safety surrounds us at all times. We, as Americans, just walk through our life day to day like, oh, everything's going to be fine, whatever. I'm not going to die. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's in this food. I'm fine. Who cares? Whatever. And no, man, you're, you're 100% right, dude. On a regular basis, we cover stories of people being just idiots in the face of danger and I, I, I can't be shocked that that like I said you're taking a three hour class beforehand and they're going over all these notes I got a PowerPoint up there dude we're not paying attention we're on our phones what are you talking about so like once upon a time we did this radio promotion at one of the other stations I worked at we're gonna let you screw over your ex you win and on Valentine's Day we'll fly over your ex's house you'll be able to screw him over and then you could like have sex with your new partner in the plane over not over top of your ex which of course we did not let you do but then Jeez. you jump out of the plane screw jump. over your ex I mean dude it was I remember sitting there in that field going this is cool don't get me wrong we're letting people like like you know skydive that's awesome but the rest of this is pretty okay. From there, I was like, the rest of this is pretty okay. Let me guess. We're also going to freeze one of the morning show guys on the blog us. Two for Tuesday coming up. Touch those touchdowns, Stansberry. He'll be buried alive. Come see him. Three days, he'll be buried alive. <laughs> Even though we take him out of that thing every night, take him to the Holiday Inn. I know, because I was once frozen in the block eyes for the radio station. I had to do that once. I got to tell you, I don't think I could jump out of a plane. Right, and like, legitimately, I would think you'd have to push my fat ass out. I don't think I have the balls to do it anymore. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, at this point, I'm I'm good. You know, like, right now, sales is wringing their hands together. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you got neither one of you want to do it. Fine, we'll do that. I guess I probably. Would. I don't know. Don't make I'm me do good. it. I'm good. I just can't imagine. Like, if the last thing I'm doing while alive is being strapped to another dude, I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm just gonna be bummed out about how my life turned out. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword bank. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. New 21 Pilots. New Willie Nelson. New Event Sevenfold. All part of that. Also another opportunity at $1,000 at 9 a.m. So we're about to give dudes an extra club in their bag to head home and win an argument with the wife. Okay. It's like, what are we doing to dudes right now? All right. Whatever they want. All right. Whatever 20 bucks we'll get them. Here we go. We're going to give you a little, uh, little club in the bag for an argument with the old lady. Right? If movie and television is to be believed... A lot of you are running around at home with your tongue hanging out of your mouth, just begging your wife for sex. Movie and TV has you all as Ray Romano. Like, my wife's kind of hot, shouldn't have her, but she just won't ever have sex with me. Said it yesterday, I mean, stereotypes don't necessarily paint the full picture, but there's probably a level of truth somewhere in there. They don't fall out of the sky. Okay. So there's that. So a lot of you are just looking for more action in the bedroom, and I get it. Okay. I mean, who could blame you? good for you it's a great stress reliever it ultimately should bring you both closer together at least for those three minutes yeah it's a good thing it should be a good thing however they now have found what might be the number one benefit of it 
which is the research shakes out that the men who had the most sex had the lowest risk of developing cardiovascular disease. This is heart disease, for those of you unaware. Right. Number one killer in America. Right. Those who had sex two to three times per week were 45% less likely to have heart problems than, than, listen to this, than guys who only got it once a month. That's actually not that big of a leap. Once a month to, like, let's say twice a week is not necessarily a crazy increase. It's definitely an increase, but not crazy to where 45% less likely to, to develop heart disease. Yeah, it's not like you said, like, yo, you got to bang it out three times a day, every day, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, eight times is, is a reasonable number. So as I'm approaching my middle 40s, I'm in my younger 40s, I got to tell you, now I'm not married, but if I were, if my wife gave me sex three times a week... I gotta be honest with you, I think I'm good. I think outside of the beginning of any relationship, or maybe when you're really young, sex three times a week is about the best as you're gonna get, dude. I mean, like, I love having sex. I think me and my girlfriend have a very healthy sexual life together. Like, we we, we definitely, like, enjoy getting down, but it's just so frequently, it's like, dude, I got something going on, or you got an event tonight, or you got something happening here, and you know what, I'm tired, you're tired, you know what, let's just go to sleep. Like, it, it, it's it's it's... It's it's idealistic that like sometimes yeah you bang it out ten times in a week and you're like man dude we've just been doing it but as a whole the averages are gonna come down yeah like three times a week would be enough for me I just yeah. don't have again when you're a little younger it's like your your sex drive is crazy it runs everything if if you're 21 yeah dude yeah. I mean I, I hope you guys are banging it out as much as you possibly can but eventually those days are behind us like my situation's pretty much brand new right so that's all you're doing. Is banging each other out. Yeah, for six months. All you're hopefully. doing. It's like legitimately, dude, like I had the fire department show up because I couldn't keep my hands off her. We burning stuff on the stove. Like I just can't keep my hands off of her, right? So like I'm going through that. And actually we've had this conversation where I said, where does this shake out? You were married. Like she was married right. for a long time. Right. I said, where does this shake out? Like, so you know who you are sexually. So like, what am I looking at here? Because like, this isn't it, right? This isn't the all of the right. time, right? Right. I understand we're in, we're in special territory so, here. So, like, the bloom comes off the rose. Like, what's your boy looking at? Right. Right? And she started trying to tell me. She was like, you're probably still looking at three, four times a week. And I was like, oh, God. I'm going to have to give this to you four times a week. And I got to be honest with you, man. Two or three would probably be good for me. That's probably about all I need, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I especially mean, if it's going to reduce my 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 uh, my heart disease rate. And especially if it's fulfilling sex. I mean, that's the thing too. Is like if you guys are just like going through the motions and you're both, you know, she she's dead fish and you're two minutes and done. It's like, well, then maybe you aren't getting the benefit out of this. Maybe that's why it does feel like eight times in a month would be such an uphill battle here. But yeah, dude. I mean, if you guys are knocking the bottom off and still, you know. Still enjoying yourself, still expressing yourself, still, you know, still, still, you know, getting what you need out of that sex. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's perfectly appropriate. I just, dude, if you're a man, go home with this information today, though, right? Because your wife's no. going to tell you, "Oh my God, no. eat better, stop no. with the red meat." That's you've had two cigars. Let's schedule an EKG and like all this stuff. And all she's got to do is give you some. Your wife has been planning on what she's going to do with that life insurance money for like the past seven years. Ever since you stopped banging her out, well, dude, she's just been thinking like, "Oh, this son of a bitch is going to die soon." You know what? Have another burger. I don't care. Jeez. I'm not having sex with you again for another two months. Jeez. No, dude, you're getting. You're telling you right now, there's chicks all over the place who are like, all right, dude, we are cashing in. That is depressing. Fantone, you just bummed everybody out. 
All right. Well, I guess we'll give you hollow weekend tickets <laughs> next to earn you all back into the fold. We'll do that next on the Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106 now. Rock 106 now. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Still to come, another shot at $1,000. Also, new to Tuesday, coming up 9 o'clock, 21 Pilots, Willie Nelson, Event Sevenfold, all part of that. Can't wait. I read a stat today that I found very interesting. 62% of people in this country are in support of legalizing marijuana. So I'll ask the question, the hell are we waiting on? We've seen it increase jobs, production, and economy in the areas that have done it. We've seen no instances of the reefer madness, but if we do it, this will happen. We've seen very little and next to none of any of that. So I'll ask again, what are we waiting on? What are we doing? Why are we cutting off our nose to spite our face? Now, we did a story, I don't know, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago at this point, um, Teenage usage, uh, more detrimental marijuana use versus alcohol use. Right. From the sake of of argument here, is it? Yeah, we have these things in place, but there's no use adding more fuel to the fire of like negatively impacting our young people. Okay, well, I would combat that by saying that was one study. Let's see how the studies continue to shake out as they go on. You got to remember the scientific community in this country has flipped their decision and their opinion on eggs ten times since I've been alive. Bad for you. Best thing you can eat. Zero points. No, no, no. That's the, you know, the cholesterol. No, no, no. It's, dude, we've gone back and forth on eggs ten times. Okay. We're going to go back and forth on weed a, a hundred times. All right? I've done enough field research in my own Okay. to know Okay. you're probably going to be okay. It's not the best thing you can do for sure, but you'll probably be all right. Yeah, I think the point that you and I have tried to make really since the beginning of this show is that honesty is important here and to... Hide under the reefer madness is wrong, but also to hide under that umbrella of like, well, what makes weed great is that it's not addictive. It's not addictive, bro. It's medicine. Right. Which is one of the biggest lies ever told to young people in this country. Marijuana is 100% addictive. You know how I know? Everybody I know that smokes it smokes it three times a day every day. That's how I know. I don't know a whole lot. of. There are people, but I don't know a ton of occasional marijuana smokers. If you do it, you just kind of do it. Well, and uh, dude, at the end of the day, you know, you can, you can, well, it's not addictive. And it's like, well, when was the last time, how, how long have you gone without, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, we'll hide it from them today. Right, right. Don't, don't use it today. And all of a sudden, of course, there's going to be a problem. Nothing's addictive when you got a ton of it in front of you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, none of that, which we're saying while we're trying to be honest and, and open about, about, about what's happening here, coffee's addictive. None of that is enough to deter federal legalization. I Absolutely not. This is an area where Canada has got it right. Where they got it right. That's this week. And Canada is going to allow you to do something that is so smart. This is so smart. Because these people go hand in hand. They're the same group. At least there is enough overlap in these two groups to where they can be the same group. It's not going to be everybody. But having lived in a place where the outdoors is more a way of life, trust me, these two groups overlap. And this is what this is about. So national parks in Canada are going to have registered campsites where you're going to be able to smoke legal marijuana. Oh, at, that's nice. At their national parks. That's nice. Yeah. Welcome to giving people exactly what they want. 
Now, obviously, every every business, every government entity, you're going to have the right to say whether you will or will not allow smoking. Can't work in here your, smoke weed, right? Right. You're you're going to have the ability to do that. So I was kind of thinking, like, well, maybe like federal properties, they're still going to say, like, hey, yeah, you can buy weed, you can smoke it in your house, but you can't necessarily do that here. No, that's gr- dude. That's that that's that's pretty smart, right there. Officials say no one, no one will be allowed to smoke in common campground areas or around playgrounds. Again, already beating you to the punch of what about my kid? Already, They already know that's going to be a problem. So what they're going to do is they're going to rope off other campsites for pro-marijuana people, and this is so smart. Now, dude, you ever get high and just sit around and look at nature? It's never, awesome. Never not once. It's awesome. As a matter of fact, that's the thing I miss about Oregon the most. It's like, oh my God, bro, is this weed killer? And just like, man, look at this place. It's amazing. And I got to tell you, being out in the woods, a little blunted, no cell phone, kind of sitting there, getting a little deep, it's not so bad for you, dude. A little, dude, a little introspective look in you is not the worst. Now, I know that they have like designated smoke out spots now or whatever. Um, and that probably will be the, the, the par for the course for the next year or two, maybe three years or something like that. But inevitably, this just turns into you can smoke anywhere, right? Well, I mean, I would imagine we're in slippery slope territory here. Yeah, I, didn't, I was going to look to avoid that to scare, but not to scare people off of it. But this is smart for the national parks. But, but, but the thing I'll say about that is that, like, okay, you're not supposed to do that here. But I'm sure you're not supposed to drink a beer outside of the playground or smoke a cigarette either. Or have sex. And like, and, well, and you're and doing let, all let's that. Let's be real. Like on a camping trip, if your kids are over at the playground, I don't think it's out of the question at all that you, dad, have a cold one in your hand, walk over there, cigarette hanging off your lip, watch the kids for a minute. It's all Everybody lives. Right. It's all kind of in the same realm right there. Now, I'm not a huge supporter of like, well, dude, just get stoned around your kids and you're going to be fine. Not but, a fan. But I'm not a big fan of getting drunk around your kids either. Right. Like there, there's, and at the end of the day... It's not about what I think about you and your parenting skills. If you guys want to go ahead and, you know, you know, do that, so be it. But I, I, the, the concern there is that, like, well, you can say that, well, for the first two, three, four, five, whatever years, inevitably there will be that level of, like, ah, throw your hands up. Who cares? Go ahead and smoke weed wherever. Yeah, but again, I mean, this is the standards thing. We've seen it in this country forever and again. Like, again, when my parents were growing up, you would have never done a show about a 16-year-old girl being pregnant. Now they're hits, right? I mean, that's just the way it works. But if you're the national park system, you love this because now tourism is going to go through the roof. I've never been to Banff up there in Alberta, but I want to go. Banff is like one of those places that is on my bucket list to see in person. Banff Springs is supposed to be one of the best golf courses in the world. Um, I've seen a lot of the visuals there, you know, via like, you know, nature show and things like that. That seems like a great place. And what a good, good way to do this. Like I am a big, all right, so I'll tell you a story about when I did do this. I was in Utah once and I was in Big Sky, Utah, as I believe is the name of the town. And right outside of Mount Zion, not far from there, right? And Mount Zion's awesome, and it's some of the highest peaks in that region you can get. And you just look out, and there's nothing but just like rocks in different formations. And it's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. And so one morning, I was driving through Utah, and the sun was coming up. And I got out, and I walked up to the top of that mountain. There's an overlook point. tells you for like 100 miles, like, hey, make sure you don't miss this overlook point. You can see across the whole state of Utah. So I pull over, and the sun's just getting ready to come up. Walked to the top of the mountain, sat there, ate a little breakfast. Next thing you know, got a little blunted, and I watched the sun come up, sitting at one of the highest points in all of Utah. And I got to tell you, it was one of those, like, 
I kind of feel like God's touching me moments. It like it was Jeez. one of the it was one of those moments where Jeez. it was like, dude, this is deep. I don't know if I can handle it. But it was one of the most beautiful things I had ever experienced. Dude, the thing about like we've kind of lost touch with that with the marijuana thing. Where it is kind of like you playing with your mind a little bit. And it's kind of you exploring things and uh, like letting yourself go a little bit. And I think there's something good in that. There's something childish in that. There's something playful in that. Oh, there's definitely. I mean, I'd be a liar to say there's not some sort of benefit there. from. And I think that comes with like experimentation with intoxicating substances where it's like there is growth that comes along with For that. For sure there is, yes. Um, But uh, I, I, I guess it's like... It's like anything else, man. I mean, it's just like respecting the drug that you're doing, respecting the situation that you're in, where so many people hide behind that, where it's Agreed. like, well, yeah, man, this is, dude, it's it's like, man, some of us don't want to get, we don't want to smoke weed to get stoned. We want to smoke weed to open up our, you know, it, 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 the third perceptions eye of the, the doors, man. Shut up, dude. Shut up. You want to get stoned, and that's okay. Like, we're adults here, and like, you should be able to say that. As, as Americans with freedom and adult, like, you know, with, with the ability to to do what we want, we should be able to have this conversation without having to hide behind like, well, the expansive nature of the mind. It's like, shut no. up. You just want to get stoned. That's I won't fine. speak for Canada because I don't know. But you want tourism to go up in national parks in this country? Do this. It, 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 okay, so this happens this week. Canada happens this week. I, I don't know when, what the date is, but it's, it's soon. So it's going to be federally legal there. If you look at medical marijuana laws, we are over 50% of states, including the District of Columbia. Some of those states are just fully legal at this point. How long are we talking? What, what do we wait? I mean, what's, what's well, your thoughts? I don't know is, is the only real answer I can give you. I like the conversation you want to have, which is, and I think you're wrong, but you seem to be like banging this every time you and I discuss this off the air. Fantone believes if Trump came out today and legalized marijuana, he locks up re-election. 100%. Then why not do it? 100%. Because and here, here's a thought to me is that like much like gay marriage. Remember we woke up one day and it was just like, yo, gay dudes, go ahead and get married. Like, and it was like, ahead. no big deal. And it was, it was, it just kind of happened. If that were to happen under, under President Trump, I guarantee it, dude, because you will have more than enough people who have been on the, eh, well, dude, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't do anything. The base doesn't leave? Oh, the Trump base? Bro, come on. The Republican. Base, Come on, which he he will still need. Um, no, I do not view I do not view legalizing weed is the thing that gets the diehard Trump supporters oh. out of his camp. Okay, I, I I don't know I don't know this, but that seems to me like one of those things. Those dirty liberals, those dirty scumbag liberals. Of course, they want their weed. Well, that seems to me like honestly that may motivate them. It, it's it's interesting to think that that you know the party of personal decisions, personal responsibility. You can do whatever you want is going to have that feeling, or is, is viewed that like well you know yeah, but they're dude they're they're buddies with the drug company. Government people. stay out of my stay out of my business stay out of my business. I'm a libertarian. Okay, that's well, what you are. Okay, okay. um, but. It, you're okay, or you're a Republican that wants to smoke weed, um, which is okay too. Yeah, dude, I don't care. At, at the end of the day, you know, people have their own, you know, decisions to make here. It's the drug companies, though, dude. They're too much in the pocket of it. He can't do this. I think it honestly works way against him. As 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 we've talked about it in the past, most people are only like one, two, maybe at the most issue voters. Where it's like, I think if you gave legal weed here, you've got enough of your 
of your base that'll, number one, stand by Trump with whatever he does. Number two, at least be able to hide behind the, well, personal personal decisions and personal responsibility. And okay, we can we can adopt this as a conservative platform. Okay, we can we can bend once again. We can stretch the limits of who we are. How many annoying people on Twitter and Facebook have to turn coat on the current president and then have to be like, well, yeah, I kind of have to vote for him now. Yeah, he's giving us wheat. And that's the thing, too, is a lot of people, I think, who have been quiet and potheads in particular, this would be enough for them to be like, well, bro, not that bad. Better than Obama, right? I mean, everybody thought Obama was going to do it. I can't believe he didn't. I don't know what any of these people are waiting for, guys. Like, Let's just make it happen. They're waiting for the drug company not to shoot them in the back of the head for doing it. Now, my thing there, though, is like, why doesn't Pfizer... Get well, they into are the weed business, so it's like they're, well, they're starting to, and when they have their foothold firmly in hand, that's when the that's when we're going to do this, and we're going to screw this up. I've been making this prediction for years. We are going to screw up marijuana legalization because we keep banging the medicinal. We keep banging the medicinal. Just get stoned, and it's like no, 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 dude, dude stop going that way. Because what's the what's the medicinal? What are the medical companies going to do? They're going to harvest the, the medicinal aspects of marijuana, put it in a pill, and they're and I mean, we're not going to get what we want. Uh, Quit banging medical marijuana. That's what CBD is, and it just got outlawed in Ohio. So like, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Just legalize it. You think if he legalizes marijuana, yeah, hundred percent reelection, hundred percent. For a guy that may struggle with it, you would think he would just do it. Locked up, dude. 100% locked up. I want to see if you're right. I don't know if you are. I don't know that you're wrong. I, I, I can't argue against it, but I want to see if that is actually true. What an interesting thing. Way to go, Canada. You're at least doing that part right. You're shot at $1,000 in New Tour Tuesday. That's all starting next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. At iHeartMedia, we know that marketing to your customers is a challenge businesses of all sizes share. We can help. Not only does radio reach 93% of Americans every week, more than Facebook, Google, and even television, but recently, privacy concerns have forced social media platforms to scale down their advertising options, while radio is expanding its reach and targeting through the iHeartRadio app every day. Visit iHeartMedia.com to learn more. Again, visit iHeartMedia.com and put AMFM to work for your company. Season tickets to see the Kent State Golden Flashes football team start at $45, and the next home game is Saturday, October 20th against Akron. Fans are encouraged to wear white and kick off is at 3.30. For more information, visit KentStateSports.com or call the ticket office at 330-672-2244. Go Flash! These dudes out of Columbus. When everyone you thought you knew deserts your fight, I'll go with you. You're facing down a dark hall. I'll grab my light and go with you. I'll go with you. He's got a cool voice. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Surrounded and, and they're great at that. Just making the beat. I'll shred them all and go with you. When choices end, you must defend. I'll grab my back and go with you. little less whiny than their past offerings yeah for sure well, so much for that. 
at least that's just falsetto. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little high and, like, not necessarily mine, but, like, so many of their songs are like, it's so puby. Like, this is at least a little bit Yeah, different it's here. a little less puby than what they're known for. style what do you mean well it's just it's like every band sounds like this now and they were like the they were kind of like at the onset of that i just feel like like every band sounds like that because every band sounds like they've been influenced by the 80s recently you know what i mean you're 20 yeah you're 23 and it's like yeah you grew up in this music this is what was hot this is what your mom was listening to i just feel like so much of it sounds like prince you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of prince in there there's no denying that and good If you find yourself in a lion's den, I'll jump right in and pull my pin and go with you. I'll 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 go with you. Get this. She's his blood, and without her, he can't live. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's more. Right. Okay. Not like you need to know what songs are about. I mean, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Hits are repetitive for sure, they are, but we needed a little something else in this. This long to be this repetitive. What's the runtime on this? Uh, I think uh, just under four. That's long. Yeah, it's not. Too, it's not super long, but at the same time, for a pop song, like a you don't long need for this a pop song. Three's a good rule of thumb. There. See, we could be done right here. No, you gotta. That's right. You're an idiot. You gotta have the drum sounds going at the end there. Oh. Now it's done. Oh, there oh, it okay. I thought we were getting into more actual. <laughs> Thank songs. God, no.
That's new 21 pilots. My blood. Phantom, give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turn. Um, I don't really have high expectations for 21 Pilots. A lot of their stuff I do not like. A lot of their stuff I've found acceptable before, but recently I feel like they've been very like, eh, for me. So that was better than I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't a good song, so I'm going to call it a haver. I haven't checked in with 21 Pilots since their first record, which I liked a lot. I like that first record a lot. I agree with you. As of late, they have not been my favorite, but I thought that song was actually pretty good. I'm going to vote half a turd. Half a turd? Yeah, I vote half. Eh, it's not a hit. half a turd. It's not a hit record for sure. We have new Willie Nelson. Song's called Vote Em Out. I okay. wonder what that's about. Okay. We'll play you that after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the nationwide keyword, Bills. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. In the middle of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Rocks. You know there, we have new Willie Nelson for you. This song's called Vote Em Out. Just shut up and sing, Willie. Right? I'm not hearing a whole lot of that for this new Willie's. Nelson song. I'm not hearing any of this shut up and dribbles out of this, but I'm sure we will because oh, yeah. Willie a little bit more liberal than a lot of that crowd wishes he was. What is Willie? Gotta be, dude. Gotta be. I mean, dude, he was old when I was a kid. Forever. For as long as he's been around since 1970s, I mean, the dude's been old. So I would assume. Forever. If you don't like who's in there, vote them out. That's what election day is all about. Biggest gun we've got is called the ballot box. So if you don't like who's in there, vote them out. Biggest gun we got is the ballot box. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, oh, you can't talk about guns and politicians at the same time. But isn't that kind of, I mean, like, you really want to be Man, saying that? I mean, dude, he's just singing. Okay. All right, I mean, all he's right. 85 years old, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. I just looked it up. He's 85. You know what I mean? Dude, the guy's not singing about tapioca pudding. I think we just celebrate it. That's what election day is all about The biggest gun we've got Is called the ballot box So if you don't like who's in there, vote them out Doesn't sound like he's 100 years old, right? Well, I mean, welcome to, w- welcome to, you know what I mean? Sure. Masking people's vocal abilities in a vocal booth. I just would have thought, I mean, we've heard plenty of, of older artists come out and, hey, it's the new 2018 whatever, and it's like, God, you can't sing anymore. Yeah, I think maybe they learned their lesson with that. Well, I was maybe. like, you know what, let's not, let, let's not do that to Willie. Get this. Bring like, some new ones. We, gotta be, we, we just got to stop doing this, okay? And I have said this a thousand times. I am perfectly okay with my entertainers just being entertainers. However you entered my life, that's all you need to do for me. So if you're a singer, just sing. If you're an athlete, then just... No, if you want to do other stuff, that's fine. But there's this new mentality now where we're going to drag artists into being other things. Like, you have a platform and you better use it for what we think or we're going to victimize you. Like, dude, they just dragged Taylor Swift into this madness the other day. Which, by the way, the candidate she supported, I believe, got thumped like two to one. And another study came out after that had happened that it said, dude, when these superstars do this, it actually works against your cause. 
Voting won't be till November, so she didn't get thumped. I don't know what well, happened Well, the, the, the polls have her okay. down like two to one. I mean, dude, she's like, and they released the study the day after that says, dude, when celebrities try to help, it actually works against what they're trying to do. So we got to stop dragging these morons into this place of trying to do this stuff. The only thing I'll say about Willie is, he's been doing it for decades. Well, Willie is the, this is the bad hill for me to stand on because he has kind of, I mean, he built his whole career on this kind of stuff. Oh, Thing. Like, you begged this broad to get into this. You begged her, and now she lends her voice to this, and actually the person she's looking to support, now the numbers switch every day, but as of the middle of the afternoon yesterday when I looked, the candidate she wants to win was getting destroyed in the polls. It was like three to one. And that happened, by the way, it was closer until Taylor Swift opened her mouth. So you begged this woman for five years to get into the political arena, and now it's hurting you. Yeah. Bring some new ones in. By the way, is because she's not Willie Nelson. It's because she's Taylor Swift, and now the now the country realizes she had to be dragged here. She doesn't really want to be doing this. She had to be dragged here, which is why it doesn't work. Works for Willie because people go, okay, Willie actually feels this way. Taylor Swift doesn't feel that way. Taylor Swift is the Michael Jordan of singing. She just wants to sell your records. Why Why would she have decided to do this then? Because I thought it was really strange. I thought the timing was really, really strange. I don't get it. It's not like she was backed into it in a national, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, on a she, national stage. Well, she kind of was, though. Like, there were other female entertainers who were kind of calling her out. The, the fan base was kind of calling her out. They were like, you know damn well there were probably people who were, like, looking to not book her on shows and things like that until she... Dude, you got... If you're an entertainer, man, you gotta bend at the knee the way they want you to go or they excommunicate you. Plenty of artists have talked about it. Plenty of, uh, you know, actors have talked about it that if you don't f- subscribe to that complete left this ideology, dude. They throw you out of their game. They just do. Show again. And if you don't like who's in there, vote them out. the new people you vote in, you'll be pissed at them and you'll hate them and it'll be, they don't do what you want either. You know why? Because they're never going to do what you want. Because the only reason to want that job or those jobs, like I've been telling you for the last five years I've been hosting the show, is so they can rob you blind. Nobody is ever out to help you. 
I'm the I'm the one guy who's good. That's a no. I'm the guy who tells you the truth because I'll tell you that nobody's ever going to try to help you ever. You can get your blue wave and not get your gun law and not get your and not get your you know your health care reform. You can do all of it. I saw this before with the food industry. Michelle Obama promised you, promised you, promised you, promised you, promised you. She was going to fix it. She was going to fix it. She was going to fix it. And then the food companies came on board and then she switch pitched and then completely changed what her narrative was. And that's what the next group of clowns you vote in will do too. Nobody's looking to help you. They're all looking to stick their hand in your pocket and rob you blind and make each other fight so we don't pay attention to the fact that that's what they're doing. There's new Willie Nelson vote him out. Fans, don't give me your vote, buddy. It's a turn! Uh, politics aside, that just wasn't a very good song. There wasn't much that happened in it, no. not much to it, so yeah, I'm going to call it a turn. I had no high hopes for 2018 Willie Nelson. I haven't had high hopes for new Willie Nelson since probably 1988. I, that song was really bad, massive turd. It's a turn! New event sevenfold, Mad Hatter, next on The Sandsbury Show. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069, nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. New 21 Pilots, My Blood, we both kind of voted have a turn on that one. New Willie Nelson, vote him out, we both voted massive turd on that one. The amount of people who pointed out to me, you know Willie's just saying to exercise your right to vote. Right. I I mean, I could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard it just fine. Doesn't make the song good. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't, right. doesn't make it good. And I still took the opportunity to talk about artists talking politics. And and again, they just released a study that says when they do it, it actually works against what they're trying to do. So quit dragging these people into these places that they don't want to be. Now, Willie's a little bit different. Willie's kind of always been that guy. He's always been a little bit of an outsider. Now, what makes that different is that the parties have completely flip-flopped. So back in the day, he looked liberal, where now he looks conservative. It's, it's strange. It's, but again, it's like I've said this a thousand times. I never thought in my entire life I would live long enough to watch liberals fight for censorship. But here we are in 2018, and that's what they want. It's crazy. And I should say that's what we want, because I lean more left than anything else. For those of you that I know I get called alt-right a lot, and I still have no idea what the hell alt-right means. Nobody's ever been able to explain it to me, but I know I get lumped in there sometimes. Your final song for New Turd Tuesdays, new from Event Sevenfold, it's called Mad Hatter. Somebody say something fast. Obviously, shadows. Well, there has to be. Well, there's M shadows. You gotta get out of there. 
Has he prayed at the altar yet? No, I don't think there's been an altar, but he's praying to blackness right now. So. Oh, yeah, straight into the darkness. Yeah, you go he's going to go yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At this point in the recording process, somebody needed to scream from the back of the room. You know you guys have sold a bunch of records, right? We don't necessarily need another record. Like we could just tour this package. The drum sounds awful. And like out of place. The drum sounds terrible. He kind of always sings all over the place, like never really yeah. fits inside the construct of what they're doing. He's kind of always all over the map like that, but this is especially like you know evident in this song. And I love these guys. They were better when they were called Iron Maiden, but they're still pretty good. There'll be an altar in here somewhere he's got to pray to. Kneel before it. Get away from him. This is from the um, new Call of Duty game. Oh, I have that. I haven't yeah, heard this yet. This was the uh, the exclusive soundtrack cut. Is that right? Yeah. I got to tell you, the new Call of Duty game is pretty good. The new Black Ops game is good. Better than this. Now I get why it sucks. Because they don't care. They're like, all right, oh, just, whatever, just yeah. give me Treyarch ass to buy. Just give it to him. And if you had too much Mountain Dew Code Red, you'd you care that it sucks. You're like, no, man, just pumped up. We're going to kill streaks, bro. Man, anybody wishing for some more M Shadows vocal problems? I guess tell you. Has there been an update on that? Is he back on the road or are they torn again? Or I've got no idea, man. I'm knee deep in this song. That's a, I got a much, as much of a bench fold as I can handle right now. Titled Mad Hatter, so I thought there would be like all sorts of Alice in Wonderland. Halloween, uh, yeah, but like weirdness. I don't know. It's not what I got from this song. Like the Cheshire Cat and the hookah smoking caterpillar. You know what I'm saying? The like Tom Petty video is what I think yeah. of. Okay. This song is still going on, by the way. <laughs> right. Somehow or another, this, this is still happening. Again, what do I always say about artists that have been out a while and that they've been successful? 
What happens then is in the room, everybody, including the producer, feels like, oh, I can't really tell them what to do. They made a bunch of hits. I bet you they wanted a long song, a video game soundtrack. You know what I mean? Like, nah, dude, whatever. Keep playing. Who cares? Crank it. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> is that the end of it? Oh, my God. It's still happening. Jeez. Talk and about it's- Talk about a song to go get your T-shirt or get yeah. a beer to when they play it. Woof, man. New Event 7 full Mad Hatter. Phantom, give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turn. I never really have strong feelings one way or the other about Event 7 fold, and that song just sounded like another Event 7 fold track to me, so I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, so I'm going to call it ever. I See, I expect more out of Event 7 fold than that. Like, everybody always goes, this is the band that's going to save rock. This band's going to save rock. Okay. Event Sevenfold did kind of do it. Like, they kind of came out with, like, that first, like, smash hit, Bad Country. And, dude, they were relentless for, like, the next decade. Like, they were just always there. And so, like, they actually kind of did it. And they drive people to these kind of radio stations to listen. So, I expect a little bit more out of Event Sevenfold. That song was effing terrible, though. That song's a massive turd. It's a turd. That was not good. I believe it's Shannon who will have an opportunity for you shortly after 10 a.m. at your next shot at $1,000. If you missed anything from this morning's program, make sure you pick it up at the podcast at WRQK.com. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See ya. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Season tickets to see the Kent State Golden Flashes football team start at $45, and the next home game is Saturday, October 20th against Akron. Fans are encouraged to wear white and kick off is at 3.30. For more information, visit KentStateSports.com or call the ticket office at 330-672-2244. Go Flash!